Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi everybody, welcome and thanks for joining me for the next episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host. So how are we all doing? I'm hoping you're all well. I'm receiving some lovely messages saying how much you're enjoying this season. So please keep them in. And if there's anything you want me to cover, then do get in touch and let me know because I love to get you guys involved. Today, I've got a superstar of a guest for you. Her name is Christina Byshell. And after 10 years working as an editor and journalist in London and Sydney, Christina returned to her native Munich to form 177 Consulting. Now, 177 Consulting offers a range of content, PR and marketing services. Now, Christina has lots of strings to her bows and she is also a certified burnout prevention coach and she helps teams and individuals with stress management, goal setting and healthy routines. So today we are going to be talking about burnout. We are going to be talking about self-care and stress and how we manage this. And it really doesn't matter what industry you come from. This episode, I think, is really going to help everybody. So it really was a fantastic conversation when I got to interview Christina. Very thought provoking. And I really hope that you love it as much as I do. Let's go and meet Christina now. Christina, welcome to the podcast. I'm really pleased to have you on. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, you are more than welcome. Now, I've, I've done my research on you and I know a little bit about you, um, but would you like to tell the listeners more about you, please, and just let them know what you, what you get up to in the world? <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, So I'm a journalist um, by trade. I've been a journalist for over 10 years now. Um, And about, I I used to work in magazines and I did some film stuff and things like that. And um, about two years ago, I started my company, 177 Consulting, which is a consulting uh, agency around content and PR. Um, I do a lot of content production as well for bigger companies um, and a lot of social media. Um, and then within the last year, because um, I've got a really big interest, I've always had a really big interest in psychology, um, I started um, learning more about psychology and then started a course on, uh, as a psychological course with a focus on burnout prevention. Nice. Um, and I've integrated that into my consulting business. So uh, not just am I doing now the, the content consulting, but I also go into companies and consult creative teams on how to avoid burnout, how to structure their work, um, and what they can do to stay healthy at work. Nice. And at home, of course, now. Yeah. And that is so important right now, isn't it? If we think about the past 18 months and, you know, worldwide, what everybody's been going through, um, just juggling everything, trying to manage personal life and professional life and trying to find that balance whilst working from home is quite difficult, isn't it? So um, in your experience in terms of burnout and stress management, then has it become more prevalent in the past 18 months? Absolutely. And that's kind of why I started um, really focusing on the burnout prevention. Originally, I was only going to do a coaching course, but the burnout prevention then became kind of my biggest focus because that's that's really where people are struggling now, especially with the whole working from home situation. Yeah, because we're so like your your home space becomes your workspace. 
and there's no boundaries anymore. So people are constantly connected, constantly working and really struggling with yeah, having these boundaries, having a private life and switching off. And that's yeah. when, when people really like get into that territory of, of being at risk for burnout. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because, you, you know, I'm sat in my home right now doing this. You're in your home, I think. And, you know, we are we're, we're working from home and it is. It, it's quite easy just to carry on and not stop isn't it and you know because your laptop is here constantly um I might nip downstairs and make a drink or something but then I'm straight back up here and you sort of forget forget the times and it's it's really difficult to understand to know when to stop isn't it whereas normally when you're in an office you get that you get that switch off and you get your walk home and your drive home or something but exactly. it's just all merged isn't it how how are you seeing that people are um what are the trends around stress and burnout what what is people really suffering from the most I mean it's it's a slow process this is the thing like I I step in before it actually happens yeah. so so I mean when you've already have burnout it's really tricky and most people do actually need psychologists and like proper support yeah um what I do is more making sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. So there's there's 12 stages um, to burnout until you reach the burnout stage. Um, and I'm really making sure that people don't progress down those 12 stages. Oh, talk um, to me about the 12 stages then. Give me a quick overview. <laughs> this all the 12 stages. Yeah. Um, so you've got, uh, the first one is excessive ambition. Yeah. And then you've got pushing yourself even harder and working even harder. That's the second one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, then the third one is neglecting personal needs um, yeah. and care. Um, then you've got displacement of conflict. So this is where it's already starting and people are, you know, struggling with making appointments um, and keeping two timelines and, and deadlines. Um, then you've got number five, which is changes in values. Right. So there's already that shift happening. Um, then you, you move into denial of problems and blaming others. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there is a social withdrawal. So people are starting to isolate themselves. That's when you start seeing, um, number eight, which is the obvious behavioral changes. Yeah. Um, then nine is confusion of identity. So this is, um, when people kind of stop being themselves and are seeing the world differently yeah um, depersonalization oh, it is okay. also referred yeah. to yeah and then inner emptiness depression and then that's when you reach burnout at stage 12 and that that's that's pretty bad isn't it once it yeah. gets to stage 12 then you you absolutely like you say you probably need psychological help yeah. um, so coming back to those early stages then how can people recognize if they if they're feeling like they may be starting to reach some of these stages what are yeah. some of the warning flags and signs that you look out for I think one of the things that um, you really need to look out for is when people start isolating themselves. Right. When, yeah. when you really, when you, you become, I mean, burnout isn't all about work either. Like it, people outside the workforce can also get that. Um, Stay-at-home moms are also yes. prone to getting burnout because there's just, you know, there's no boundaries. There's no time for yourself. And I think that's, that's really important. Taking that time for yourself and doing things outside of either your work or yet your daily responsibilities. And I think that's that's really when you, people need to start. Um, meditation, for example, is a really great yes. way. Yeah. You just, you know, take 20 minutes, take 10 minutes just to yourself and just, yeah, just, just be there for yourself. Self-care is, is really where um, a lot of people can intervene and do something for themselves. Yeah, I know uh, um, 
I stopped when I started working from home 18 months ago it was a case of like trying to find a new structure and trying yeah. to find that routine again because it was you know when you go into an office and you go to a workplace you have that structure you get up you get dressed you do have your breakfast you might do a bit of exercise then you commute and you go to work you've got your work day you've, you've got your lunch hour for example and you know that you're going to get your lunch and you'll go out and but doing it from home it's really you have to find a new routine don't you and it just throws everything up in the air and it took time for me to work out what that new routine looks like absolutely and a lot of people I think when they started didn't even have a desk yeah they were working from their kitchen tables probably still now because a lot of people if you live in a city you don't have that space yeah. it's just you know a luxury most of us don't have yeah um but yeah I think taking that time for yourself and making sure you do things you enjoy that have nothing to do with your responsibilities that's yeah. really really key um and also um you mentioned boundaries now that's interesting actually because um i've just i the podcast this is you'll you'll be episode three of the season four podcast i've just literally recorded the first episode which goes live tomorrow actually and that is around boundaries and around knowing your self-worth and um talk to me about boundaries it is i i assume boundary setting helps to ensure that you don't get to that stage that stage 12 basically of the depression i mean boundaries are so important not just in a work setting but in, in your personal life too yeah um, setting boundaries with friends and with family and um, then around work to be able to say okay I'm done at 5 30 or 6 o'clock I'm turning off my laptop and I'm not responding to teams messages um, on my mobile for example or emails yeah. and, and setting those boundaries yourself even taking that lunch hour or even if it's just half an hour but yeah. taking your lunch and not sitting at your desk and responding to emails and continuing to work um, and really setting boundaries with, you know, co-workers and even managers and talking to your managers about the things that work and don't work for you. Because at the end of the day, if you burn out, no one's benefiting. You're not benefiting. The company isn't benefiting. Your manager isn't benefiting. Your co-workers aren't because, you know, so really being honest with people and setting boundaries around work and your personal life is so important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I've learned a lot about that from personal in my personal. Life, I'm very good at it at work. I'm very good at setting the boundaries. But in my personal life, I was rubbish. So I've done a lot of work on that this year to help myself do that better. Um, are you finding that big companies are um, understanding stress and management and burnout more? And, uh, you know, as your consult, you're a consultant. And are you finding that companies are coming to you for for support for their for their employees? Yeah, I think um, a lot of companies, I think it's also, it's one of those topics that have been getting a lot more traction over the last few years. Yeah. I think it's not just something that, I mean, it was amplified by, um, by COVID and people staying at home and people really struggling with mental health. But I think it's been for the last few years, been a topic where a lot of companies are getting more aware and are trying to support um, their employees. Yeah um that that's definitely um I do think there's still a lot more that could be done and I think even the conversations and having training within teams I think yeah is, is, is something that's still missing in most companies I think managers should have to do basic training around how to support um you know their team their team players their team their teams in in yeah staying healthy around mental yeah. health 
And it's it's about being transparent and open and having those conversations in a workforce, isn't it? Within a workplace. So not seeing it as a bit of a taboo, but encouraging these healthy conversations around burnout and stress management, talking about the flags that people should be looking out for, talking about boundaries. We all have training how to use um, Excel or PowerPoint and things like this at work, but we never, we don't, like you say, we don't have the training around how do we mentally and physically help ourselves to get the best out of ourselves. Exactly. And it's not just, it's not just burnout and, you know, stress management, that is a big part because I think we all deal with it at some point or another stress anyway. But I also think it's when people struggle at home, you should be able to say to your manager, I'm having an off day. Yes. And you should be able to not always have to be the same level of productive. Like, you know, you should be able to be like, okay, today I'm having an off day. I'm here. Yeah. But I might not perform as well because I'm not doing well yeah because we're not machines we're human beings and I think that um understanding in in within your team with your co-workers and your managers that needs to be supported yeah absolutely couldn't agree more and I think if you know I have a team of an events team that I manage and I I try and encourage this open conversation around I'll let them know if I'm not having the greatest day and or I'll let them know if something's going on in the personal life that may have to take over a little bit Um, and and that will then encourage people to talk about it so I think the conversation is really important and what can people do themselves other than you know self-care what where is there places that people can go to um in terms of a coach like yourself is it what what are the steps you, if you if you notice that somebody is or somebody's listening to this thinking do you know what I am struggling I don't know how to set my boundaries I don't know how to um manage the work and home life what what are they where can they go what resources and tools are out there so there's a obviously a big community of coaches now the, the yeah. one thing with picking a coach I'd say is just make sure you choose someone who actually has training yeah because the whole coaching situation now is that you don't necessarily need to have a certificate or a degree or anything like that to be a coach um so i'd watch out for that yeah um just to make sure because it is still even though if you're not struggling with a mental health condition at that stage you're still dealing with mental health so you want someone who is credible and who can you know support you the best way that that's one tip I can give for choosing a coach yeah um the other things thing of course is there's communities out there there's social media platforms that you can you can become part of a support network um or can ask for support um and I think just doing your research as well. Like even if you, if you feel like you're struggling with something, even sometimes, I mean, Dr. Google is not great, but even just like, you know, looking into what it could be and where you could go. And it's so dependent on where you are as well, because I mean, I do online coaching too. So yeah. I, you know, I will talk to someone online, but some people might prefer in person. Yes. Um, yeah. And I also think that if you were actually struggling, there's no harm in, maybe getting a therapist as well yeah Um, that's a good one because you don't need to have a mental health condition or a diagnosis to talk to someone yeah um and I don't think there should be this big stigma around you know getting a therapist if it's helping you if it makes you feel better you may as well yeah definitely how do you feel about journaling um because I've done a lot of journaling this summer as well and um, I I think writing things down and then just looking back over it and say two or three weeks later and just 
putting things on paper can really help unjumble your mind, can't it? And help you think straight. I mean, I, I journal a lot as well. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I, I do think it's sometimes when you keep writing down, you know, your thoughts, you might even learn a thing or two about yourself. Yeah. Because often there's the same things that keep coming up. Um, and that that's an indication sometimes, even if you haven't like subconsciously, that there's something you need to be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I think journaling is a really good one. Absolutely. Um, working out is as well. Oh, um, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you don't even have to like people, some people don't like running, for example. No. So you don't don't force yourself to go running. But even if you say, Oh, I'm going outside for a 30 minute walk, or I'm going to ride my bike. Um, those are already things where you're getting outside, you're getting fresh air, and you're doing something for yourself. And that can in itself be like a meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, walking's great, isn't it? Putting your headphones on, getting yourself out there, going for a walk. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I'd like to carry, continue talking about stress management and um, burnout, but I also want to come on to your other business, which I think is super exciting and the all around sort of PR, digital strategy and um, content creation yeah. so I think that just to link in the stress management and uh, mental health first and foremost um how how are you finding social media affecting people's health and mental well-being right now I mean I I think social media is a tricky one yeah. um I think we're all spending too much time on it yeah and I do think that the standards that are being put out there, especially for young people, it's unattainable. And I, I personally don't think it's great. I mean, I can see it with myself. I have a social, I have multiple social accounts yeah. and I find it incredibly stressful. Um, and sometimes I just want to take a day or two and do nothing on it. Um, Absolutely. But you do then feel the pressure like you have to, especially if you're using it for work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm personally not the biggest fan of social media, even though it's necessary yeah. for a lot of businesses. And I totally understand that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think in many ways, it's great because you're being connected and it has a lot of benefits, of course. Um, but there's also a big downside there. Yeah, uh, I agree. And it is, I think it's um, coming back to setting boundaries with yourself with how much time you will spend on it each day. And also um, something which I learned recently, I've listened to another podcast and someone mentioned this, if you are following someone or a company or something that triggers you in some way that makes you not feel great about yourself then unfollow them just unfollow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take it out of your life it's your feed you don't have to have it in your feed so I learned that recently and it definitely helps with the mental health um but but obviously you you do this for a job in terms of content yeah. creation digital strategy so talk to me about the positives that, that it has for businesses and personal brands social media and digital um, absolutely so I mean, social media is just great for awareness. That's, you know, one of the things. And you can, if you know how to use it properly, there's a lot of conversion into yeah. sales. Um, so we all know that there's these accounts that have like thousands and thousands of followers and, and you can really use it for sales and yeah. for marketing purposes. And I think we all know that that's, you know, you need, if, if you're a modern business, you'll have social accounts. Absolutely. Um, what I do in terms of PR is more digital PR. So I don't as so much do traditional PR where I reach out to journalists. 
Yeah. Um, it's more the link building and, um, you know, news jacking, that sort of thing. Absolutely. That's kind of more where, where I'm headed with my yeah. career. But the, the main thing also I do is the content production. So that as a journalist, because that's what my training is, um, yeah, I produce a lot of content around events and um, supporting um, programs, um, loyalty programs. Um, and then I also do a bit of, uh, yeah, social media for, for these brands and helping them with um, strategy for their websites. Yeah, great. And the and content is so important, isn't it? If we just, you know, and having the right people on board that can do it for a business to um, deliver the right content to build that brand and build that profile is super important. It has to, it has to be somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, have you seen, you know, the digital strategy in the last 18 months, have you seen that becoming more important and the content that companies are creating and the tone of voice and the language? Has it shifted a lot in the last 18 months? Um, I think there's more work now. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of stuff has shifted online and I think people spend more time online. So yeah. a lot of companies are actually focusing on creating more content and, and you know, keeping people online because that's where they are um what i've noticed is with events is especially those the online events are yeah. really taking up more space and yeah. people getting a lot more um creative with them as well so i create a lot of content around and promoting online events now nice. um so that's that's been really exciting and challenging in a way as well because there's different strategies now that you have to build around these types of events because it's a more global audience Absolutely. most of the time yeah because obviously if you've got an event somewhere in a location you're only targeting a certain type of person who lives nearby or whereas now it's it's a lot more global so yeah. that's exciting but it's also challenging it is isn't it and also with virtual events they have become extremely big as we know because they we've had to we've had to learn about them we've had to em embrace them in our worlds um but there's a lot of noise out there for virtual yeah. events isn't it so it's making your events stand out in the yeah. best way possible um and, and attracting the right people attracting the right people to come to your events um are you finding that that it's very noisy out there with the, with the virtual oh, events absolutely and i think it's 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 so hard now because people what we noticed um a while like about i think 10 months in or maybe eight months in people were, get, were getting a bit tired yeah um of because they're spending all this time in front of a screen yeah at work and then you're like oh let's do i don't know an online wine tasting tonight and then people were like hmm i don't want to be in front of my screen again this is um, it. or you know having a seminar or a conference or a talk People didn't always want to be in front of screen as much as they were excited in the beginning because suddenly everything was so accessible. Yeah. Um, it then became they they got a bit tired of it. So now it's around creating that excitement again around those virtual events and making sure people are really like excited to attend them and finding ways to get them to sign up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even, you know, COVID is still very prevalent in the world and we're not really doing huge amounts of traveling. So the virtual events are a way that the glo globally we can connect and it is yeah. still a, a really important part of the events world. Definitely. What's the future for you? What Because, you know, you've got all these wonderful businesses. You've you've done some great stuff. You're a very young girl that's done a lot of stuff. So, you know, what's your ambition for the sort of next few years? Um, so I really want to build up, uh, the, the coaching side, yeah. the stress management side, because I think that it's, it's so important. Yeah. 
Um, and I do, I mean, the original plan with, when I started my business was to build this business and then, yeah, take a global, like go traveling with it and, yeah. you know, no, do consulting in different places. And then obviously like I started it in, I think it was October, 2019 and then January, 2020 COVID happened. So yeah. Um, that didn't quite happen. So it's still, um, the plan is still to, yeah, travel with it and consult in different companies around the world. Wow. Um, it's now grown though to me having a few people that I work with. Nice. Um, yeah. So I've got a free, I mean, it's still very small and very early stages, but yeah, it's growing slowly. So I just need to work out the direction I'm going to take it. But it's it's really exciting. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I can tell that you're a very determined, intelligent lady. So you will absolutely get there and you will be one day you'll be sipping a cocktail by the pool whilst you're doing your work in a different country. And yeah, absolutely. I can see it all happening. Just I want to, to wrap up because this has been a wonderful chat. Um, top tips around because I just want to bring it back to the burnout and the stress yeah. management and mental health let's just wrap it up there so if somebody is worried about themselves for whatever reason right now what other sort of top tips would you give to them to help support themselves first of all listen to yourself yeah if if you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed um listen to yourself and take a break and take a step back and just think what is making me stressed? Why am I stressed? Is it too much work? Is it that I'm spending too much time in my apartment? You know, is it, is it that someone's asking too much of me? Identify for yourself why you feel the way you feel. Yeah. And then the other one is take care of yourself. Then take action. Do something that can really help you feel better. And if you need to get help or if you need to reach out, whether it's a friend, a coach, a therapist, a family member but do get that help don't internalize it don't make yourself be alone with it because sometimes when we start talking to people about things we see that they're in the same situation and sometimes people have ways to help us so so that's another important one and then there's obviously the the obvious things that you can do which is journaling setting boundaries meditation working out um, finding new hobbies but with all those things, when you do them, make sure you're not doing them and putting yourself under pressure to do them. Yes. Do them because they help you relax. And some, some people, for them, relaxing is scrolling on social media or watching a movie. So don't eliminate things just because someone else says they're not good for you. That's a really good tip. You've got to find what works for you and what's right for you, haven't you? I like that. And the yeah. fact that, you know, like you... you going back to what you said there around um, talking to somebody, whoever it is, because the mental chatter that goes on in your own head sometimes can be really detrimental. We, we build things yeah. up, don't we? So as soon as, like you say, you either talk to someone or you write it down, then it kind of relieves it a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that's where journaling comes in. Like if, if you can't talk to someone straight away, write it down yeah. and analyze it for yourself. But I do think reaching out to people and getting some sort of support um, whether it's professional or friends or family, that is so important. Absolutely. Um, and I think that also goes back then to, we just had Are You Okay Day. Um, people just being more compassionate with each other, being more yeah. empathetic. And just, you know, even though if you're not feeling well, still make time for someone else just 
just be there for one another. I think that's really important. It's great advice. It really is. Be kind. Absolutely. Um, Christina, I'd like to give you the opportunity just to let people know how they can get in touch with you. So either on your social medias or email, whatever you'd like to share. So how can they get get hold of you? Yep. So the company is 177consulting.com. So that's spelled one as in O-N-E, 77, the number, and then consulting, all one word. Or um, my Instagram handle is at Christina underscore Simone. Nice. Yeah, so people, please reach out because Christina would love to help help you and hear from you. Christina, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for um, joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. You too. Well, what a fantastically interesting conversation that was, hey? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and also took some bits away from it for yourself. I know I spent a bit of time after the conversation with Christina just reflecting on myself and how I manage stress and if I've ever been through burnout and also self-care. What do I do and what do I love doing to look after myself? So take some time to look after yourself and think about what you want. If you want to reach out to Christina, then please do. I know she'll be really happy to hear from you. And likewise, if you want to reach out to me, you will find me on all the socials at Kelly Frew. Also, our community, our podcast community is on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter and we're on Instagram. So join us. Join us at the Events for Breakfast podcast. Final thing, don't forget, if you are enjoying this podcast, then please do subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Um, How about giving us a cheeky five-star rating too? Please do take care of yourselves and I will be back next week with more. Bye for now.